This is Longview Living, the podcast that guides physicians and dentists on a path towards financial security. Welcome to the Longview Living Podcast. My name is Bonnie Catherine Prather, and I am here to tell you about today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about the Federal Reserve and specifically the FRED branch of the Federal Reserve, which stands for the Federal Reserve Economic Data. Many of us have heard of the Federal Reserve. Their dual mandate is to focus on stabling prices and maximizing employment, but that's not all the Federal Reserve does. It also makes data available to everyday people. In order to talk about the Federal Reserve economic data, we are joined by Marcus Esposito, managing partner at Longview Planning Partners, and Keith Taylor. Keith is responsible for the strategic direction of Fred and family in the research division of the Federal Reserve Bank. Keith and Marcus have a great conversation about the information that the Fred provides and how we can better understand this data. So without further ado, here's today's episode. Thank you both so much for being here. Yeah, so Keith Taylor, thank you for, for joining us today. Um, Keith is with the St. Louis Federal Reserve. And, uh, you know, just a really quick summary before we talk. I mean, the Federal Reserve has a dual mandate, which is really to kind of stabilize prices and uh, keep our economy at maximum employment. But there are other things the Federal Reserve does. They, they publish a substantial amount of data to, you know, for us to use in our everyday life and our decision making of what's going on in our financial system. And uh, that's called FRED. And uh, Keith leads the, the FRED team. So Keith, help us understand FRED. So thank you for having me, Marcus. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about Fred. I'm always excited to talk about Fred. Um, so Fred is uh, an economic aggregation uh, website. So we pull together data from uh, about 300 data sets, and that's from 100 sources, uh, and make all this data available for free to the public. And the data runs the gamut from, you know, public data from places like the Bureau of Economic Analysis or Census uh, or the Bureau of Labor Statistics. We've also have a lot of academic data from uh, professors and researchers who have come up with their own metrics. And then we have a limited set of proprietary data uh, that we pull. So things like the S&P 500. Uh, and the data is both at the national level here in the U.S., uh, but it also uh, goes down to the state and county level. And then we also have data from abroad, um, pretty much every country in the world. And really what all pulling all this data together um, wouldn't be valuable if, if we didn't give you a bunch of tools to use it. So we have tools so you can find the data you want to use. You can graph it, map it. Uh, download it with the ultimate goal that you understand the data and then use it to make better decisions. Yeah, I, I've spent a lot of time on uh, Fred pages trying to you know analyze the data. And I think one of the neatest things is it's set up in a way uh, where we can take it and use it. I mean, it's set up for educational purposes. And so 
so you you mentioned a little bit about how you collect data, but I, I want to dig into that a little bit more. So, um, you know, so you you all go out. What's what's the typical uh, you know set of surveys? Is there a minimum? quantity that you tend to gather? You said, I mean, there's all kinds of different resources, but just can you go into a little bit more depth on just how that data is collected, how you evaluate it? Absolutely. Uh, So we have a a small team that's responsible for maintaining all the data that's in FRED. And um, so we, we have to be judicious about which data sets that we add. Uh, and so we have basically a data committee. It has an economist, a librarian, um, and the manager of our data team, and they meet monthly to really talk about what data sets to add. So we get lots of requests through email for data sets. We get um, lots of requests actually from data sources themselves to add data to Fred. Uh, but given our limited resources, we want to make sure that we're picking the highest value data. And so we look at the sort of the the gaps that exist in FRED when thinking about adding new data sets. We think about the sort of current economic conditions and what's likely going to be necessary. And again, do we have data in that area? Do we not? Um, And then we also do some review of the credibility of the source. And so government agencies, treaty organizations, things like that, we, we don't, we just take that, take it on faith that that data is accurate. Um, but if it comes from a researcher or a proprietary source, we might do a lit review. We might look how it's being used in mainstream media um, before making the decision. And then it, it really comes down to how much effort it takes. So some data we can onboard, some data sets we can onboard into Fred in you know just a day or two. Um, and we have these automated systems that keep it all up to date. Uh, others take you know weeks and weeks of, of work to get them into Fred. Um, and require a lot of kind of manual intervention to keep going. So we're always trying to take that that cost uh, of maintenance and uh, into account um, as we think about the trade-offs. Um, I, and I will say, I think at this point, we do have like really good coverage of the U.S. macro economy. So, you know, we've got interest rates, exchange rates, uh, national accounts, which you might also think of as gross domestic product, labor markets data, productivity, price data, um, really across the board. Um, so, so at this point, it's, it's more filling in the, the smaller, the smaller gaps. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I can certainly say for myself and, and this is absolutely a thank you. So please take it that way is, um, you know, our decision-making has a lot to do with, with the information that, that, you know, Fred publishes and, and without it, I mean, there, there would be a lot, you know, a lot, probably a lot less credible resources, but, but a lot less information out there for us to make decisions. And so, so I do appreciate that. Um, what, uh, just, just for my curiosity, in general, on a regular basis, how many different, um, sort of themes, uh, data, you know, categories are you all sort of tracking? And, and it sounds like sometimes that, that waxes and wanes a little bit as people request certain things, but can you speak on that at all? Yeah. So just, uh, just to give you an example for today, we're going to update around 38 data sets, um, 
we've got uh, we start at one a.m. updating data, which is the euro short the your the euro short term rate. Um, we've got a bunch of other interest rates. Um, we have advanced economic indicators, S and P case Shiller home price indexes. Uh, you know, going through all the way um, to some M two uh, monetary aggregate related series. So that's just today. Like I said, um, thirty eight releases, kind of running the gamut, financial data, macroeconomic data, um, all being updated in you know more or less real time, 10, 15 minutes, maybe, uh, to get that data into Fred. So you're with the St. Louis federal reserve, right? And Absolutely. then, you know, there are uh, several others is how, how does that work? Do you all sort of combine work on different subsets? Do you, does the St. Louis Reserve are they responsible for certain things, and you know the the New York Reserve are they responsible for different ones? What how does that work? So um, at kind of a, a system level, there's you know twelve regional banks, um, and they have roles at a high level in monetary policy, banking supervision and regulation. Um, uh, managing the the cash reserves within their within their district, um, and then uh, the individual banks have a fair degree of autonomy in other areas. So, especially in their research divisions, and historically, the St. Louis Fed has really focused on making data available to the public. So, our our first data set that we made a available to the public, I think came out in 1959 or 1960. And um, from our research director, he had the idea that you put together just some graphs uh, on paper and mail it to people. Um, And that's where we started, um, recognizing that making this data available to the public, the data that the policymakers have um, is super valuable. And so throughout the throughout the years, we've we've had uh, paper publications. Um, then we went to actually dial up uh, from back in the day, uh, then to the internet in uh, around 1993. So Fred as a product has actually been around for more than 30 years now, um, making economic data available to the public. Uh, and and we've just, I think the St. Louis Fed has just carved out that space of making economic data available to the public um, at a kind of an aggregated level. Uh, other banks are maybe focusing on their own research uh, and their own data sets that they're producing. Uh, but many of them actually ask us to host the data for them as well. Good. So, Keith, do you have any practical suggestions to understand Fred and how to, how to learn, well, to learn how to use the data? Absolutely. So we have a number of resources um, that can help users both understand the data and then also kind of learn more about uh, the FRED as a tool, uh, how to visualize the data, how to map the data, things like that. Um, the first one is FRED blog, which is a, uh, a blog that's published uh, twice a week, uh, and it has a variety of topics uh, on economics, financial uh, data, 
data literacy. Um, and, and really what it does is it tries to, you know, present one of those topics, provide some information about it, uh, and then also explain to the user how they could, could create the graph or map that's shown. Um, and, and there are things like really simple things from a data literacy standpoint, like the title of CPI series changes. So for example, um, there, there was a, a CPI series that was called Cable and Satellite Television Series, and they've recently updated it to Cable, Satellite, and Live Streaming Television Services to reflect, you know, um, the uh, the proliferation of of streaming services um, in our society. And you can you can look at that and see how the the CPI for that sector has changed. Um, there's also more complicated. Um, topics in Fred blog. So things like a racial dissimilar dissimilarity index by county uh, from the U.S. Census, um, uh, which and, and the Fred blog dives into, you know, comparing comparing counties across the U.S. Um, and again, those are going to, sh- you know, talk about the economics or, or the financial sort of uh, information in there. They're written by economists, reviewed by economists. And then also we'll explain how to actually make the um, how to make the visual, the map, the graph uh, in the gra- uh, in the blog post. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be a sounding board there, I mean, uh, there is a just a plethora of information out there. I mean, not even necessarily financial data. Right. I, I, I went down a bunny trail uh, just recently and it was fascinating of just to my county. Um, sort of the mortality rates, uh, and I forgot the exact category, but uh, but but there's just a, a wealth of knowledge, and it's fascinating, and and so what you do is extremely valuable. I certainly appreciate it. Well, well, thank you very much. Any final thoughts, Keith, on using Fred data? I I will say that we have we do have some kind of more advanced services for um, the data geek. Uh, in the world. So that's um, me. That's you. Awesome. <laughs> um, so one of the websites we have, which is part of the Fred family, which is called Alfred. And Alfred has um, economic revisions. So uh, often data revise um, in economics. So there'll be an initial estimate and then m- more information will become available and then you'll get a better estimate and maybe a final value. Um, a classic example of this is GDP. And so you can, you, you know, you normally have your first estimate, your second estimate, and your, your final value. If you wanted to actually graph those revisions against one another, um, Alfred allows you to do that um, very easily. And then you can see kind of how people, you, you can see how uh, the indicators are evolving over time. Very good. Well, again, Keith, thank you so much for joining us today, helping sort of our group of clients, our listeners, uh, get a better understanding of what's being published by the Federal Reserve and and, and just general awareness of what's out there and, and, and the tools they can use. So I really appreciate having you today. Thank you. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to the Longview Living Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and benefited from the information we shared. Your time and attention on a regular basis are a gift. 
As always, you can head over to longviewplan.com to sign up to receive our newsletter, as well as check out all the resources on our page. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.